Hey, She Love community. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I have been receiving so much support and love and text messages and emails and DMs uh, from all of you. And I just really appreciate the love and the light. It has been so much fun and just so life-giving hearing the stories of really incredible women who are just daring greatly, doing beautiful things and connecting with each other. So I'm excited one day for all of you to meet each other or hang out on the new Instagram page that I just created, uh, shameless plug, please give me a follow at the she love story. I hope to see you there. And I also want to tell you about this week's episode. This guest is so special. She is a registered nurse an entrepreneur started her own business, pursued her PhD. This woman is amazing. And She really inspired me a few years ago when she left her PhD program and decided to write down all of the countries she wanted to travel to, move to New Orleans, a new city, worked and worked and worked for several months to save up money. And then several weeks before she decided to embark on her journey, she let her family know that she would be traveling solo for five months around the world. Fast forward, her passion for travel turned into an entire business called Wander Rome, which you can also follow on Instagram. And she just created this incredible adventure and really is just a force to be reckoned with. She's also looking into starting a new app. This woman does so many things. So I'm excited for you to get to know more about my friend Kendra Redding. She is such a badass and I'm excited to share a story with you. So check it out, share with some friends. And if you could do me a huge favor, please leave me a review. Please leave me a comment. I love hearing from you. And again, just really appreciate all the love. And I am excited for you to check out this week's episode of the She Love Podcast. Hola, hola, friends. This is Sarah with the She Love Podcast, and I am here this week with my guest, Kendra Redding, a registered nurse and founder and owner of Wander Rome Travel, a group travel company that specializes in taking young professionals of color around the world on cultural experiences. Kendra is a world traveler and lover of adventure. I'm so excited for you all to get to know more about her. She and I have been friends since we were probably six or seven years old yeah okay fourth grade so 10 or 11 um and it's been so cool she inspires me so much she has had so many adventures highly encourage you all after this episode to follow her on social media check out her company and kendra we're so excited to be here with you today hola 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 thank you for having me yes so excited and um in light of covid19 we are still doing some virtual interviews so sound is going to be different but we're so excited to have you on the call today, Kendra. And just tell us about yourself. What are you up to right now? Where are you in life? Um, for And also, first and foremost, thank you so much because I know that you have been caring for COVID-19 patients and cannot express enough gratitude for our healthcare professionals and everything that you've been going through in the last few weeks. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so, hey, everyone. I am a registered nurse from Mississippi. Um, in addition to nursing, I also have a business called Wanda Rome. And Wanda Rome, like Sarah said, takes groups of uh, young professionals of color around the world on one-week vacations that are um, a little bit more than vacations. They're actually cultural experiences. 
oh, that's amazing. I want to go on one of your trips one day. And in the midst of running your own business, you are also a full-time nurse. You've been taking care of COVID patients. What has your life looked like in the last few months, um, you know, leading up to COVID, now being in the midst of this pandemic? You know, what have you been thinking about? What has been giving you energy? What's been really difficult? Just kind of where are you right now? So, um, leading in the months leading up to COVID, like, you know, I would hear about it. Um, but I, you know, I really just thought it was just the flu, um, until it came, you know, to the United States and hit the United States pretty hard. And then at the same time it had just hit like, you know, other countries like Italy and, you know, then we kind of realized it was, it was a little bit serious. So, um, since then I have taken a job in one of the hardest hit areas in the United States, which is New Orleans. And so I'm working down there in um, a 100% COVID unit, um, working with like some really sick people. And to be honest, these are some of the sickest patients I've ever taken care of. Um, they're very unstable. You know, it's, it's just a really sad situation. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing with life now. What has the experience been like for you? You know, how have you been coping? How have you been taking care of yourself? Are there things that you feel like you've learned about yourself or about the healthcare industry? What's been on your mind lately as we've been as a nation getting through this and as you personally have been getting through this as an individual who faces this every day you go to work? Well, I've recognized the importance even more so now of taking care of myself because, you know, as the cliche goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I have realized that I have needed to step back and just value the importance of rest. Mm -hmm. So I have been, you know, resting as much as I can because I want to keep myself myself healthy. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I have done a little change to my diet, been introducing more fruits and vegetables, you know, in a way to keep myself healthy. Um, Also, when I'm not at work, I try not to focus on, you know, the COVID situation. Um, since I'm seeing it, you know, for 12 hours a day when I'm at work, I try to turn, you know, the news off or turn the radio off and just focus on, you know, just different things, seeing what else good there is going on around the world, you know, other than this situation. Absolutely. Um, and before this, what were some tools that you used for self-care, for cultivating self-love? What are kind of some of your favorite go-tos uh, when you really need to take care of yourself? So I really love massages Ooh, yes. <laughs> at the end of last year, I spent a little, maybe like a month and a half in Southeast Asia and I became a lover of massages because they're only about $6 oh. for an hour there. <laughs> so I was getting them about every day. So I was definitely, I definitely do that uh, for some self care. Um, also, I just, I love quiet time uh, by myself and just, I'm kind of an introvert. And so even though I'm very social, I need to take care of myself to kind of recharge my battery. And so I like to get away from everyone and, you know, maybe do like a little staycation for myself and rent a night in a hotel, a nice hotel or something, or, you know, just, just get away from, from all the hustle and bustle and just get quiet with myself. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. Um, especially massages. I had my first massage just a few years ago and found a place in Nashville that does them pretty inexpensively. They're really accessible and it's just a community um, type of situation. And I was so sad 
COVID hit because I was like saving up to go have this massage and then everything happened and I was like, absolutely not. Like there's no way I'm going to get one now. Um, and now I don't know when is the next time I'll have one. So it's so sad. Uh, but yeah, I agree. They're so nice. So relaxing. Um, and you mentioned some travel. So I know uh, for listeners who don't know you, your Instagram is popping. I feel like you have traveled so many beautiful, incredible places and it was really cool to watch your journey um, of it was you just really planned a five year I mean five month around the world trip can you tell me a little bit more about what that was like what went into the planning process and then what it was like being a world traveler for five months so I had always kind of had the you know desire to you know do something crazy and kind of backpack you know around the world by myself for a while and I remember when the exact moment I remember where I was I remember what I was doing I was actually at work <laughs> as a as a nurse on a night shift and I was tired and I was like you know what I don't want to do this anymore I just want to take a break and I got a piece of paper it probably had like patient information on it or something and I remember turning it over to the empty side and I wrote just a list of countries that I wanted to go to and I said you know what I am going to with my job and I'm going to pack a bag and I'm going to go to all of the countries. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but I know I'm going to do it. And that was about maybe 10 months before I actually did it. And I'm a strong believer in writing the vision down and making it plain, you know, and whatever you, you want to do, just, I'm a strong believer in writing it down and putting your mind to it and it'll happen. And I I actually was able to do it. And so, um, I, at the time I was really busy. And so I definitely needed a break. I was working two jobs in two different hospitals as a nurse. I was actually getting my doctorate. And so I was going to, um, doctoral classes. I was also teaching at a university all at the same time. Oh my gosh, you are <laughs> so, crazy. That's, that's incredible though. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. There were times when I would work a night shift, get off, go to the university, sleep for like maybe 30 minutes to an hour in the parking lot, go oh my have my class all day and then get off at five and rush over to go to class at night. Kendra, <laughs> oh my gosh. Where did you get that energy girl? Please share some. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I sure don't have it anymore. But that's incredible, (laughs) though. That's incredible. All of that. And um, I just needed a break. I got tired. So I um, quit all of my jobs. I dropped out of school. (laughs) I um, dropped, quit, you know, my teaching job. And well, that had kind of come to an end. And then I, but I quit my other jobs. And I decided to take a short term travel nursing job in New Orleans um, for a uh, I think five months just to prepare for this trip. So I got down there, worked a lot. And then I told my parents, I think a month before I left that I was leaving Oh my goodness. <laughs> because I, I knew that they wouldn't take it very well, especially my mother. And she didn't, um, she didn't talk to me for like three days, Oh no! <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, packed my bags. I packed two bags, one on the front, one on the back and had my friend drop me off at the airport and I was gone. Kendra, that's incredible. I love too. I mean, so a lot of what I like to explore and and she love is risk taking and trusting yourself. I I feel like the risk taking happens when you learn to trust yourself. And that's such an incredible, 
I mean, you just named so many risks. I was like, oh my gosh, she quit her job. She quit school. She moved to a new city. Wow. Incredible. What, can you tell me a little bit about how you just knew that that was what you needed to do and what you did to really push yourself into action? Because those are all really scary things. How did you overcome those fears? It was a little scary thought in the beginning, um, but I just, it was just something that I really wanted to do. And I'm a devout Christian. And so I really believe it when the Bible says that God would give you, give you the desires of your heart and traveling the world full time for an extended amount of time was definitely a desire of my heart. And I just knew it was going to happen. You know, I prayed about it and he gave me the confirmation that it was okay. And so when I got that and I felt that, you know, that it was in my spirit that I was going to be safe, I was going to be okay. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Everybody else might think I'm crazy. My parents might think I'm being very reckless, but you know what? I'm just, I'm going to do it because I know it's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Do you have any tips for someone, I mean, myself included, um, who might want to do the same thing, who might want to just put their life on pause, save up money and go? What, what tips did you, what things did you learn and what tips would you give someone if they were in a similar place like you were, who was just like, you know what, I want to go? Well, I always like to tell people that, you know, your money will come back. Um, we spend money every day. We get money every day. Money comes and goes, but your time doesn't. Like once it's gone, it's gone. So if you really want to do it, I say, you know, fix your mind and go ahead and decide to do it. Um, I would definitely say save adequately. Um, people think travel is a lot more expensive than it is, but it really isn't. I stayed in places as little as like $10 a night. Um, the most I ever stayed in a place is probably maybe $70 a night, if that. Um, but just know where you're going, know the currency there and kind of budget accordingly. Um, also, if you're kind of new to travel, I would stay in like big cities maybe. Um, because sometimes you can get in binds where, you know, if you're an inexperienced traveler, you might not be able to get out of easily, or, you know, it might cause your experience to be a little negative. Like, for example, I arrived in one country with, I frequently do this, but I don't have a place to stay or anything like that. <laughs> so I literally just get, just book a ticket, get off the plane, and then I navigate from there. And it backfired on me once, and I actually had to sleep outside. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I had to spend the night outside. <laughs> Kendra! There was a homeless guy, like, you know, five feet away from me sleeping out there, too. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Wait, I would love, can you tell us a little bit more about that story? What happened? Yeah, so um, I was, I don't even remember where I was, somewhere in the Mediterranean, and I decided I wanted to go to Greece. It was, like, pretty close, and I think the ticket was the ticket was cheap. So I booked a ticket to Greece, and I think I left the next day. And I was like, oh, I'll figure it out when I get there, where I'm going to stay and how I'm going to get to. I knew I wanted to go to Santorini. Um, but I think I arrived, the, the cheapest ticket was Mykonos. So I booked my ticket to Mykonos and I said, I'll get to Santorini some kind of way. So I arrived at two o'clock in the morning and I just figured that I would get a taxi to a hotel, um, or sleep in the airport. Turns out it wasn't a regular airport. It was, uh, like literally just a hub. You land, you get your bag and you're out. There's no way to know where to sit, nowhere to sleep, nothing like that. So I go outside and I get a taxi and I say, Hey, we'll take me to the city center. 
Um, and I was like, I could walk around from there and find a hotel. What I did not know <laughs> is that in Greece, the hotels are not 24-7. They have closing hours where oh, the lobby no. is closed. And so I was unable to get a place to stay. But luckily, I found a 24-hour cafe. And they let me sleep on their patio. So oh, no. <laughs> until about, like, 9 in the morning when my ferry um, left Santorini. So, oh, my goodness. Fun. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah, I guess a good thing to note, though, that even if you have no place to stay, you can still survive. So even worst case scenario, traveling still worth it, still fun, still amazing. How was um, Santorini when you got there? Oh, it was great. It was it was beautiful. It was very chill, uh, pretty expensive, but it was it was beautiful. I uh, usually hire a photographer in every country that I go to to take pictures. And I think I've taken I took the most beautiful pictures I've ever taken in Santorini. So oh it was great. Gosh. It was worth it just for those pictures. So cool. Um, so you talked about saving. I would love to know any advice you have for people who want to travel both ends. How do you how did you save? And also, where did you go to find out how to make travel accessible and affordable? Um, so the main way I saved was I upped my income. Um, I, luckily, I am in a field where I could work as much as I want. And, it, you know, there's really the only cap to how much I earn is how much I want to work. And so I was able to pick up extra shifts. Um, and all of that. Also, I sold a lot of things. <laughs> I knew I was going to be gone for a while. And so I just sold as many things as I could. I even sold my wigs. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I just, you know, sold because I, you know, I would look at a piece of, you know, clothing or furniture or whatever I had and or jewelry even. And I would think, you know, is this more more important to me than this travel goal. And if it wasn't, it was gone. <laughs> oh, I love that. Where did you, tra- where did you sell things? Cause I actually have tried to do a very similar thing. I have all of these clothes on hangers that I never wear and they're in pretty good condition. And then I took all these pictures, like I was going to sell them online and then I just never did anything with them. Like I still have probably a hundred pictures of just random clothes and shoes on my phone. Um, so yeah, what did you do? Did you do thrifting? Uh, did you go and put them on? What is it? I think like Pinterest. No, not Pinterest. Sorry. I know what that is. Um, there's like another website where you can sell things. Yeah. What did you find super useful? Facebook marketplace actually was very useful to me. Um, I put stuff on Facebook marketplace, um, and also just put it on my Instagram and just letting all my friends know that I was selling all of my things. They didn't know why. I think a couple of people were like, why are you selling so much? Um, so they didn't know why I was selling it, but they, you know, a few people responded and bought some stuff from me. So, And you said you put it on your personal Facebook or your Instagram? I put it on my personal Instagram. Um, but also Facebook Marketplace, you can where you can just market to everybody, even if they're not your friend. Ooh, I love that. Okay, I'm definitely gonna take that tip. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, how did you save money? How did you make your money last while you were abroad? Were there places that you went to find inexpensive restaurants and places to stay, experiences to have? How did you navigate that? Well, I am not very picky about my accommodations. I only need, I only have one requirement and that's that they be clean. <laughs> so, um, I just stayed in like, you know, cheaper places and it depends on what country you're in. Um, a lot of the accommodations are really cheap and they're pretty nice too. 
So, you know, I stayed in an amazing place in Zanzibar. It was a hostel, uh, eight bed hostel room for $10 a night. And most of the time I was there by myself because no one even came. So I had a private room for $10 a night. It was That's amazing. So, <laughs> so it was just, it was just, you know, looking around, asking around. Um, let's see, what else did I, uh, what else did I do to try to stay under budget? Um, oh, eat mar- uh, from markets. So eating a lot of fruits and vegetables from markets instead of going out to a restaurant in a tourist area, which is going to be more expensive. Just shop like local shop. Because you're, if you're in a country where people are making $50 a month, you know, groceries and fresh fruit and vegetables aren't going to be that expensive. So you just blend in. You know, you don't, I think the main key is don't be a tourist everywhere you go because you can't afford to, you know, just blend in and be like a local wherever you go. I love that. Oh, these are such great tips. I cannot wait to re-listen to this episode and write some things down. Um, (laughs) Awesome. So we talked about risk-taking, which I feel like you've done so much of, and you touched a little bit on how you knew that this this was the right move. And one of the top themes that I like to explore with people is how they tune out the noise. I think that there's so much noise um, you know, in our world from commercials to unsolicited advice to expectations people have based on their gender or their age, you name it. And I think it creates a lot of noise that can be really confusing for people. How do you tune out the noise and listen to that inner voice, intuition, spirit, however you identify it and, and receive those messages and those desires or dreams, plans, goals? Well, I think you have to filter it what you allow in. Um, So I don't have cable. um, So I don't watch a lot of TV. I use like Hulu and Netflix. And so I get to choose what I intake. Um, Also, as far as like, is from like a Christian uh, standpoint, you have to build your own relationship with the Lord and like learn his voice because you can hear a lot of things, right? But you have to know, you have to, have a relationship with him to identify, um, you know, what he's saying and what's, what's coming from him and what's not coming from him. So I think that's the key. And so I am not the best with having like my super quiet meditative time. I need to get way better with that, but I have been able to identify, you know, when that voice is that voice and I need to obey. And that's that was like really key to you know staying safe while I was traveling is to be able to identify and hear that voice um if I can tell a story a quick little story yeah uh, I remember I was in I think I was in Israel I think I was like on the Jordan River or something like that <laughs> but uh I was just looking out and I remember this guy came up and I remember immediately noticing him as soon as he came up and I, something told me don't talk to him because I'm very friendly. I usually talk to people and, you know, I'll go have dinner with someone I just met, you know, but for some reason, something alarmed me not to interact with this person. And he tried to interact with me, but I pretended I didn't speak English, you know, to keep from having a conversation and something said, walk off. So I walked off. Um, and I noticed that he was following me. And I, you know, would stop at like a little vendor or something where someone was selling something and uh, pretend like I was looking and he would stop. Every time I would stop, he would stop. And he followed me for a while. 
but I credited, I was able to go into a bar and sit down and I, and the owner came over just to chat with me. And I told him, you know, there's a strange man following me and he chased him away. But, um, you know, I credit like the Holy spirit and that inner voice that told me, pay attention. Don't talk, like keep him in mind, like keep him in your sights because something's not right. Mm. So that's just really important to be able to listen to your gut because it definitely does keep you safe. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for sharing that story because you're right. I think, especially with travel, uh, we're so vulnerable and we're in places that we don't know. So I think you're right. Just being able to trust yourself and, and know that voice is really helpful for being able to take risk, but you're right for being able to keep yourself safe. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and we talked a lot about your personal travel. I want to get into a little bit more about Wander Rome. So you started this entire business. I feel like you have done so many things to still be in your 20s. I'm so inspired by all of the incredible accomplishments that you've made, you know, the places you've been and seen and done. But I, I especially love Wander Rome. What got you into starting a business in the first place? How did you find yourself as an entrepreneur and a businesswoman? And why Wander Rome? What, what made you want to start it? So I never intended to build like a, a travel business at all. Um, I actually started off with a travel blog and I would post my own personal travels on there. And, uh, you know, I had a contact me page and people were reaching out to me, um, expressing like the, the, the desire to travel with me. Also, my friends were uh, doing the same thing. They were saying, you know, I want to, next time you go somewhere, invite me, I want to go. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I could coordinate one trip where, you know, my followers can go with me or, you know, whoever is interested can go with me. And so I did, and I wasn't trying to make any money or anything like that. Um, and so I set the trip up and, you know, a few people went, I think we had like maybe six people total, not a lot at all. Um, but I took them to Costa Rica, which is a place that I know pretty well. Um, and we had a great time for a week. We, I took them zip lining, we went to the beach, we went like animals seeing like on a trek and everything like that. So, um, and then afterwards, I came back and I was like, you know what? That's not, that wasn't that bad. That was actually pretty fun. And then I got to thinking, I was like, you know, I can make money with this. And so I did another one and that one sold out that trip. It was 14 uh, people. And so went on that one. It went great. And it kind of started from there. After that, I was like, okay, so this is kind of business now. I need to you know, do all of the paperwork and really get going. So that's how I started. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. How did you navigate starting the business though? Like how did you teach yourself? Did you take a course? Did you get on YouTube? What resources were helpful for you starting your first business? So I knew nothing about business at all. And so everything I learned was probably from Google. And uh, another thing that was very helpful is the podcast Side Hustle Pro. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, um, I'll definitely Nikayla. check it out. Yes, it's by Nikayla Matthews Akome. And she interviews, um, I think it's, it's either women of color or all African American uh, entrepreneurs. And it's, a, it's an amazing show. You know, if anyone is thinking about starting a business, I really think Side Hustle Pro with Nikayla Matthews Akome is a really good uh, resource that really helped me. Also, just Google. Um, how to like literally Google how to start a business and it will walk you through everything. Um, also look at your secretary of state's website that helped me out. 
Um, and just talking to other, you know, entrepreneurs to see how they got their start and how they, you know, got all of their paperwork and everything and how they manage their finances and all of that. It, it comes in handy just to talk to people. I'm so inspired by you, Kendra, because I feel like so many people, you know, actually, I'll only speak on my behalf. I have wanted to be an entrepreneur and for so many different ideas throughout the years. And I've always felt like an imposter. You know, I didn't go to business school. I've never taken a business class. What do I know about starting a business and feeling paralyzed and everything I don't know? But what's so cool to me about you is that you just had a really good idea and it was already taking off and you just needed to do the paperwork you needed to do to kind of formalize it and, and, you know, make it legit, if you will. But it was already happening. Like you already had a business. Um, so I think it's really cool that you hopped on that opportunity instead of saying, actually, I, I can't start a business because I don't know how to do it, right, when it was already going, right? So I think it's really cool to stand in your truth and own what is already happening and, and yeah, let yourself adapt and flow with it. So that's so cool. What adventures are in store for you in the future? What are you looking forward to? What's on your mind? And what adventures are, are you working on right now? So travel is still, you know, one of my passions, one of my loves. And so I definitely want to continue um, traveling. But this is going to sound crazy because I don't have any background or any knowledge in this area. But I'm thinking into going into tech. And so, <laughs> that is so cool. I have an app idea that I'm really passionate about and I've, I'm in the early phases of doing that. And so I'm uh, just, I've just been trying to read up and read books and listen to podcasts on, you know, tech and starting apps. Um, I'm going to, I'm planning on going to Afrotech later this year in, I think it's in Oakland or San Francisco somewhere um, in California to, so I can learn as much as I can and meet different people and just immerse myself in the tech world, which is so weird for me because I can barely work my back, but, <laughs> but I'm excited about that. So that's the next thing that's on the horizon for me, I think. Oh my gosh. I wish y'all could see my face right now. I just have this huge smile on my face. That is so cool. I love that you're just going for these big dreams and ideas and you fully own that you don't always you're not always an expert but you're going for it because you're passionate about it and your passion will lead you and you'll figure it out oh you've inspired me so much I have all these ideas I've been wanting to pursue and it's almost like I just need to give myself permission you know you know I tell people I tell people all, all the time you know don't wait until it's right quote unquote right to start just start you know and just put yourself out there and that's the hardest part, I think. The hardest part is actually doing it. But once you get over the hurdle of, you know, your pride and your ego and your fear and you just start, then everything else comes so much easier. And so I think I've learned that over the course of, you know, the past few years when I actually have been really afraid to do new things, wanting to do new things, but afraid to do it. And then I just got to a point where it was just like, just do it. <laughs> you know, if you fail, that's okay. You did it. Um, and you learn, you know, if it doesn't work out, then that's okay. Just do something else. And then especially now, uh, I mean, we're young, we're in, we're in our twenties. If we fail, we don't have, well, I'm talking about me and you, but a lot of people are in this boat. We don't have, uh, kids right now. So there's nobody depending on us, but us. So say that we fail. That's okay. Start over and it, it'll be fine. Yeah. 100%. 
Speaking of failure, do you have a recent experience or story when you failed and you learned from it or what that experience was like? I don't know if this will be considered a failure and this is like pretty transparent, but um, I was telling you before the show, uh, you know, this coronavirus thing has really taken a toll on a lot of small businesses and being that travel is my business. It has taken a humongous toll on me and on Wanderome, unfortunately. And so uh, to the point where I don't know if I will be continuing with Wanderome, but that's okay. Um, because like I just said, if you, you try something and it doesn't work, then you learn that's okay because you just learn so much from it. And, you know, I've had Wander Rome for two years. I've had an amazing time. I've gone literally all over the world with Wander Rome. Met so many amazing people that I still am in contact with today. So, and I've learned so much about business, about, you know, negotiating, about international business, and, tra- and even more about travel. That, you know, if Wander Rome bounces back, then that's great. But if Wander Rome doesn't, that's okay because it taught me so much. In, in such a short time, in just two years, I've learned so much. So I don't know if that's a failure. It might be an impending failure, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> I love that so much. Actually, my follow-up question was going to be, what do you feel like Wonder Rome has given you? And it sounds like it's just given you so much. So even if it's not something that lasts beyond COVID-19, beyond this year, uh, it seems like it's just been such a huge part of your life and your journey, which makes me feel like failure. And, and right, and I think it depends on how we define it, but f- something not lasting forever is okay, and your idea not becoming what you thought it was going to be is okay because in the process of of getting there, you just get to be experienced so many gifts and so many um yeah learnings about yourself and about the world. so I'm so excited for you. that's amazing um So before we sign off, I would love to know if there's any last thoughts or ideas you want to share with our listeners, anything that you think is important for other people to hear. Well, I think the overarching theme of like the story of my life and, you know, in the most recent years of my business has been to just have courage and to take leaps of faith. And I always try to encourage people to do the same thing because once you actually overcome that fear it is the most liberating thing ever and you know it's so funny my travel my like love affair with travel first started as an incredible leap of faith with you know a solo trip I hadn't didn't even know where Thailand was on the map but that was my very first solo trip it was my birthday and I booked a ticket to Thailand for my I think 25th birthday and I was going by myself. My family was like, well, who do you know in Thailand? Like nobody, not a soul. And I remember the day before I left, they asked me, uh, so where are you staying? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I really don't even know where it is on the map. And so just that one, you know, just pushing myself out there, that was the catalyst for everything. Because once I did it once, I overcame, you know, one fear. I realized, you know what? life isn't as scary as you think these risks you know they seem scary when you get on one side but once you cross over to the other and you actually do it it's not that scary and so yeah what if you fall what if you mess up that's okay because mistakes aren't horrible mistakes just tell you what you should not do next time 
So it just points you further and gets you closer into like to the right direction or the, the right answer. So don't be afraid to fail. Um, have courage, have faith. Um, you might be afraid, but still do it anyways. I love that. Thank you so much. And just a quick note, was Thailand your first uh, international trip or your first solo trip? It was my very first solo trip. Uh, Thailand about, I think that was, uh, I think I was turning 25. I was in my early 20s whenever I took that trip. So that was my first, uh, not the trip that I took people on. That wasn't the first time I had been there. But the it was the first time that I had uh, gone by myself. It was the first, very first time I went to Thailand. Oh my gosh, such a cool, such a cool journey. I love that travel has played such an incredible role in your life. And encourage, encourage listeners, especially any women out there to take that risk go on that trip save up make it happen Kendra you're such an inspiration thank you so much for sharing your story with us I definitely want to get you back on the show um, in the future so we can dive more deeply into women traveling and solo travel and what a special experience that is but also tips tricks advice because there's I know probably so much you learned about yourself and also about traveling so be on the lookout for that in the future um And thank you so much again. um, Thank you so much for sharing what you've shared today, pouring into um, other people, especially those who are suffering from COVID right now. Um, And just thank you for being such a light. And um, yeah, hope you have a fantastic, wonderful, beautiful week. Thank you so much, Sarah. Gracias. And we'll see you next time on the She Love Podcast.